Good morning, Branches. Welcome to Church at Home. This morning, we're going to wrap up our, our series. We've been talking about the four R's to making disciples. And the word this morning that we're going to talk about is release. Jesus, Jesus came and he said this, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And we've talked about that that was his mission. His mission was to, to seek out those that need to know him and to save them. And he did that through the work on the cross, which we'll be celebrating in just a couple weeks here. This morning, the key verse is in John 20, 21. And Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. The four R's, just to remind us of what we've talked about over the the past few weeks, is that Jesus's mission was to reach the lost. He He came to restore the world He came to reproduce disciples, and this morning we're going to talk about how he came to release his disciples to fulfill his mission. As followers of Jesus, it's important that we understand and know what Jesus did so we can follow and do what he did. I was thinking about this, about him releasing us, and and I thought about um, a time when I had a job, And, and maybe like you, or if you've ever had a job, you've had to learn that specific job. Even though you might have been qualified for the job, the specific tasks of the job you had to learn. And, and with that, you probably were, were taken around by somebody to be shown your, your specific duties and what you needed to do in that job. And, and depending on the job, it could have been that that lasted for a couple days or a couple weeks where you shadowed a person and they showed you what your responsibilities were. Uh, were for that job. And, and with that job, there came a point where, where they released you to go out and do that job. Now, if, if, if you were like me, you might have not have felt completely ready to do that job when you were released. You might have felt like you were nervous that you might make a mistake or nervous that you might do something wrong. But because it was your job and because you were being paid for it, you stepped out and you embraced what you had to do and you learned your job. And, and for most of us, as we learned that job, we became better and better at it. And we, we became more competent in what we were doing on a day-to-day basis. And as for followers of Jesus, we have this mission, which is a job, and it's for us to go and be the church in our world and bring the gospel of Jesus to the people we come into contact with. Now, what a time that we are in right now with, with everything going on in our world to do this. What a time for us to step out and engage with our world and start doing that job. Here's, here's my, my thoughts. We've been talking about how to do it. We've read about how to do it. We've looked at examples from Jesus and from different people in the Bible about how they did the job that they were called to, and now it's our turn to do it. Now it's our turn to be released by Jesus to go in the world and fulfill his mission. And so for this morning, here's, here's maybe the big idea that I want us to take home um, for this morning. Jesus releases us to share his gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the scripture I want to look at is, is three verses, four verses from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. And let me read that. It says, that Sunday evening, the, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. And as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and in his side. They were filled with joy when they saw that it was the Lord. And again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. Here's the setup of what's going on. This is Easter Sunday night. 
The disciples have, have been in mourning for a few days. Mary would have came to them and said, hey, guys, I saw Jesus. And if you, if you remember the story, they didn't believe him. Peter ran to the, tent, to the tomb to find the tomb empty. And, and even at that point, he wasn't sure what was going on. And here's the disciples locked up in a room behind closed doors, afraid of what the Jewish people might do to them because they were the followers. They were the disciples of Jesus. And Jesus enters into the room and he says to them, peace be with you. The worries of, of their world and their concern for their own lives has caused this, caused this group of followers of Jesus to hide in fear. Think about that. In less than a week's time, they went from being by Jesus' side, shadowing Jesus, being taught by Jesus, learning from him, to hiding in fear behind a closed door. And then Jesus enters in. He doesn't knock at the door. He doesn't, he doesn't um, break the door down. He just is there, the word says. And he says that peace be with you. So the first point I want to encourage us on is that Jesus brings peace and joy to those who fear. And we see that in verses 19 and 20 when Jesus says, peace be with you. And as he showed them the wounds on his body, they were filled with joy. The disciples were, were living in fear, like I said. They, think about this. They had spent three years with Jesus. They saw Jesus perform miracles. They walked with him. They, they were taught by him. They, they did and saw everything he saw and learned from him. Yet in, in the course of that week, they found themselves in fear. Here's, here's my thought. This morning, we're living in this unique time in history. It's a, it's a history-making time, but it's not a, it's not a history-making time of excitement. It's a history-making time of fear and, and of, of unstableness and of unknowing what's going on. I've talked with people this week who've who've either lost their job or they're looking at cuts or looking at losing their jobs. That could bring fear to, to us when that happens. I've talked with people who are concerned if they're going to be able to pay their rent or pay their mortgage. I've talked with people who are concerned if they're going to be able to feed their families if this thing continues to extend. Um, and probably for you, the same as me, just in the back of my head, there's this lingering thought of, what if I get sick? What if I can't support my family? What if somebody I know or some, a family member I know actually dies of this virus? This is a time where fear has entered our world, and we, we have this opportunity as followers of Jesus to, to grab hold of what Jesus promised us and what Jesus brings, or we have the choice to, to live in that fear and let that be what gauges and controls us over this season. And so I just want to bring an encouragement and, and just encourage you that Jesus brings peace in the time of fear. Bring, Jesus brings joy when there's not a whole lot of joy for us to be seen in our world. Here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to right now close your eyes and just, and just take a deep breath. And we're just going to pray a prayer, and I'm going to ask you to ask Jesus a couple questions and just, just um, engage with God right now. So would you, would you maybe um, just hold your hands out with your eyes closed and ask Jesus to be with you? Would you just pray, Jesus, would you be with me right now? And maybe, maybe you would picture him standing next to you or sitting in the room with you. Maybe you would picture him holding your hand. Maybe you'd picture him giving you a hug. And 
As you picture this, I want you to remember the words that he said, peace be with you. And in your heart, I want you to receive his peace and ask him for that peace. Would you ask Jesus for that peace right now? And Jesus, I I pray right now for everybody who has prayed that prayer, God, that you are you are meeting them right now. You are, you are bringing your peace to their hearts. You're, you're overshadowing them with your peace in this time. That God, as, as your followers, as your children, we understand that it, it is you who brings us this peace. And, and what turmoil is happening around in our world, what things are taking place in, in our, even in our community and our neighborhood, um, you have the peace that surpasses all that. You have the peace that brings us hope and brings us joy in this time. And just thank you for meeting us right now in this and, um, and just being with us. Amen. So as Jesus brings his peace and, and brings peace amongst the disciples in that room, the next thing I see in these, in these verses is that Jesus releases them to fulfill his mission. And he does the same thing with us. He releases us to fulfill his mission. He gives us his peace, and then he releases us. And that's, that's that key verse for this morning. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. There's this transfer that takes place in this verse. I, I, I want to be clear that Jesus isn't passing the buck. He's not saying, hey, here's a job that I, I really don't want to do. I'm done doing. Why don't you go ahead and do it? But he, he's transferring authority and responsibility to us. God sent Jesus to seek and to save the lost. And now Jesus is transferring the same sending that God gave to him to us. He is saying, you have been my disciples. You have seen what I do. I have taught you. I have instructed you. I have encouraged you. You're ready. Now go. Do the same thing. My mission is now your mission. And this is, this is the mission for us as the church is to go and do the ministry that Jesus did. But here's the great news behind this mission. Jesus doesn't leave us hanging there. He doesn't say, go do this and figure it out, and I hope you succeed. But he gives us this great mission under the power and guidance of his Holy Spirit. Jesus releases us with the power of the Holy Spirit. It says he breathed on them, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Good news. We don't have to do it by ourselves. And the truth is we can't do it by ourselves. You can't go out and you can't bring the gospel of Jesus that's saving without the Holy Spirit in you and filling you. But with the Holy Spirit, you have everything you need. The hope, the peace, and the joy that that you bring to the world is worthless unless the Holy Spirit goes before you and brings it. And this is what Jesus does. He breathes on them. He gives them a fresh breath, a new life, if you will, and a power and authority to carry out the mission that he has set before them. Nothing we should do should be done under our own power. Remember that. It's always through the Holy Spirit that we engage the world with God's kingdom. So Jesus releases us with the power of his Holy Spirit. And then the last thing I see in these verses is that Jesus gives us our purpose. Verse 23 says, If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, here's a verse that that has confused me for a long time because I've never believed that I have the authority or the power to forgive anybody's sins. I'm, I'm 
I'm a person that's been saved from my own sins, and I'm not perfect. And so I, I, I dug into this a little deeper, and I, I wanted to kind of understand what is Jesus saying when he says this? And I, I looked back in, in Mark, and I looked at the this, the same storyline of the resurrection of Jesus. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16, in the Mark records it this way. He says that Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. And I think this verse cleared it up for me. It, it cleared it up that my purpose is to go share the gospel. My purpose is to go is to go show people that Jesus came to save them from their sins. And when when a person believes, there's evidence. When a person believes, there's fruit. And when a person denies, that that could be very clear too. And so and so what that says to me is my job isn't to forgive anybody. My job is to bring the gospel of Jesus and his forgiveness for the people in our world. Jesus gives us peace. He gives us power and he gives us a purpose. In the midst of our world that seems like it's upside down, Jesus brings peace. He gives us the power through his Holy Spirit and he gives us a purpose to share the gospel of peace, joy, hope to this world that needs it. Will you join with me this week in just thinking about how how I can bring that peace, how I can bring the gospel to the people that I'm going to come into contact with? The mission of Jesus is to seek and save the lost. We see that he did this by he reached out to those that that others wouldn't reach out to. He reached out to those in the fringes, to those that maybe are locked in their houses right now and don't have family checking in on him. He looked and he saw those who were who were unseen and those who were lost. He made disciples and then he reproduced those disciples and he reproduced us as disciples. And like I said last week, we don't get to be the last link in the chain. We are, we are called and encouraged to continue to make disciples, to reproduce followers of Jesus. And then Jesus equipped his disciples and he released them to continue to fulfill his mission of restoring back all of God's creation in, in, in the perfect way that God created us to, to live in community and in unity and harmony with him. So here, here's maybe as disciples of Jesus, as we're, as we're called into this mission, and as we, as we move forward and, and look forward to Easter, here's maybe a couple questions that, that you can ask yourself um, today and, and moving on to this week. The first is simple. Do I live in peace knowing that Jesus is with me? During this time, are, are you finding yourself more in fear or more in peace because you're, you're pressing into to God? You're pressing into the knowledge that God, God knows where you're at. He's not surprised by what's going on in our world, and he, and he loves you, and he's taking care of you. Or, or you're finding yourself in fear because of what you're seeing on the news or because of what you're seeing on social media. I challenge you to, to, to press into that question and be honest with yourself. Am I living in, in a state of fear? Am I concerned about what might happen next week? Or am I at peace knowing that, that God's in control right now, that Jesus is on the throne? Secondly, do I bring peace of Jesus to those in my life? If, if you are a person who's living in peace, are you transferring that to others? Are you sharing God's peace with others? And how are you doing that? Are you doing that through, through knocking on your neighbor's door? Are you doing that through texting somebody who you know right now is struggling? Are you doing that through an email or a phone call? 
These are simple ways that we can engage with the people in our world and bring the mission of Jesus to them. Church, next week is Palm Sunday, and then we go into Easter, and it's, 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 it's the time in history that never will be forgotten. It's the time of history that will last to the end of the days. This time of history that we have will maybe be forgotten in a hundred years. This, this season that we're in is going to end. It's, it's going to pass, and, and, and we're going to be back to business as usual, if you will, sooner or later. But the story of Jesus, the week between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday is a time in history that is, is crucial for all mankind. And as we look forward to that, I want to encourage you to, to reach out to those who, who are in your world, who living on the fringes, living in need. I want to encourage you to be a restorer of, of hope and life and, and God's love to those who need to hear it. I want to encourage you to, to reproduce disciples, to invite people into relationship with God, to invite people into a, a life that they were created to have. And I want to encourage you on how you can release others and how you can be released into our world to continue this, this chain of disciple makings. This is what Branches is about. This is what the church is about. And this is what, what God's called us to be and do during this time. I'm so excited for the stories that are, I am seeing and hearing right now of just lives being changed during this, this crisis in our world. And the lives and the stories that we're going to hear on the back end are, are going to overshadow anything that, that we're concerned about now. So hang in there, church. Get excited about what God's doing because he's still here. He's still in our midst and he's still moving and working. We'll see you next week.